1: you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with fishing booker you can experience it too no matter where you are discover your next adventure on fishing booker
0: from the nation's capital this is the fly fishing consultant podcast with your host rob snowett
2: one two three four
3: Happy Hanukkah. Today is the first day of Hanukkah, and it's also the day I'm releasing episode 290 of my Fly Fishing Consultant podcast. My name is Rob Snowite, and we're going to start off this episode by catching up with Luke and Dan along the Gulf Coast of the United States of America. You can follow them on their Fish All 50 trip by searching the Fish All 50 hashtag on Instagram. Then it's off to Iceland to talk with Christian. I've spoken with Christian several times over the years at the fly fishing shows, and you can hear the rotten shark eating contest that we talk about on my second to last trip to Edison on the podcast from 2018. Iceland is probably the first place we're going to go once COVID is over. The wife and I discussed this last night. It's on the bucket list for 2021. In this episode, you're going to hear all about the Aurora Borealis and Icelandic wool sweaters to 20. plus pound trout from the rivers. And this is from the guy that pioneered trout fishing in Iceland. And this podcast is brought to you by Hatch Outdoors. Hatch Outdoors began in 2003 with the intention of creating a fly fishing reel that would set the bar for all manufacturers to strive towards. And I completely forgot to mention my Hatch 7 Plus reel in my gift guide and favorite things of 2020. I love my 7 Plus. My best day ever fishing was this year, and it was with my hatch reel. Didn't get much love in the rest of the summer because I didn't really get a chance to fish much. And there wasn't any fish around when we went on summer vacation. I'm hoping to swing up a steelhead by the year's end with my reel, so we'll let you know about that. And if you want to know more about Hatch Outdoors, go to hatchoutdoors.com. Get yourself a new reel, new tipping material, spools, pliers, and more. And expect a little bit of delays as we're getting closer to the holidays, plus there's a global pandemic. Stay safe, smash your barbs, pack out some garbage. Let's go to the Gulf Coast and then get your passport ready. We're going to Iceland. Right now, actually,
4: is we're on our way back to New Orleans because we're going on going to be on good morning new orleans so we're doing that tomorrow not sure exactly when that'll air
3: no way but that's awesome yeah so
4: that that's a super cool opportunity we so after our original plan was to do louisiana after texas um and then this guy hit us up uh, like second day we were in louisiana but and said you know i i want to do this with you guys but i'm off this week and i don't really have any availability until friday next week so we went and did Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida,
3: and now we're going back to Louisiana. Are you glad to be in warmer locations than when we last spoke when you were in Minnesota? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is so much better. It is so much nicer. So what fish have you guys caught since we last spoke? So if we spoke in Minnesota,
4: then we caught channel catfish in Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri, and Kansas. Guadalupe bass in Texas and then largemouth in Mississippi, Alabama and Florida.
3: It's pretty awesome. Yeah, not so not our most challenging stretch fish wise, yeah. but it's been fun. What is the mileage on the minivan?
4: What's it at? 183,603
3: miles. Wow. Do you have a name for the minivan?
4: Not yet, but we have been, you know, we we need one.
3: So, so been running through some names yeah do you have like hashtag fish all 50 on the window we, we are getting a sticker when we get home to put on Very um, cool. so
4: we're gonna we're gonna put that on when we get home so yeah that's our plan
3: and how was Texas and Thanksgiving did you guys have to eat like stuffed armadillo <laughs> actually no but we did
4: see an armadillo which was pretty shocking it, it just you know, we were walking, we were hiking back from where we caught our Guadalupe bass. It <laughs> was just sitting in the middle of the trail, just completely unbothered. Wow. Um, so that was pretty crazy. That was pretty weird. <laughs> I did kind of thought they were a myth. I'd never seen one before. <laughs> so we yeah, Thanksgiving was good. It was good to be in a home, uh, not you know, in Walmart parking lots. So. So, yeah, it was good. It was good.
3: Have you encountered any interesting people in the last week um, or so? On our way down to uh, – we fished in Orlando
4: um, with a guy who uh, is a pretty pretty serious bass fisherman down there, Jim Miller. He's trying to crack into the Bass Pro circuit, and he's close. He's won a lot of tournaments. Yeah, he's won a lot of tournaments. So we, we were driving down to Orlando to fish with him. Uh, and my dad's friend, and in uh, Walmart one night, some guy came over at like 2 in the morning because we had been driving, um, and asked us to jump his car, and oh, we were like, oh, well, I mean, we've been there, so we helped him out, uh, we tried to jump his car for a like while, did not work, and then he was like, oh, my 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 brother put ethanol in it yesterday, and, and we were like, oh, well, yeah, that'll, you, do, it. that'll <laughs> do it, you should have told us that <laughs> right off the bat, probably, So, uh, we just went and got him, like, a couple
3: dollars of gas at the gas station across the parking lot, and that that did the trick. Very cool. Um,
4: And then he gave us a crate of baseball cards. Okay. uh, In in exchange for our services. So,
3: that was pretty neat. Yeah. Is he going to join you guys? If his car, can he follow on the next fishing trip? (laughs) You know, he he, he, he wouldn't telling us that he wanted to, but... Haven't heard from him since, so uh, I don't know if he'll be joining the Fish All Fifty journey anytime soon. Any good baseball cards in there?
4: We haven't looked through them yet. We're going to tonight. I mean, they, they're they're not like brand. They they look decently
3: old, so there might be one or two gems in there. All right, very cool. Where uh, are you guys going next? Uh, so we, we'll be um,
4: on our way to New Orleans, um, and then we're gonna try to catch a speckled sea trout. In Louisiana. So that'll be, you know, south of New Orleans, uh, closer to the Gulf. Um, And then after that, we're going to, we're planning to drive home and hit Georgia on the way home um, and then be home for
3: Christmas. All right. Well, be safe. I'm going to go talk to Christian in Iceland now. Awesome. Yeah, (laughs) man. Sounds a little bit more interesting than us. We're going from Walmart to Reykjavik. (laughs) Wow. That'd be. That's awesome. Yeah, guys. All right, take care, be safe, and uh, smash those barbs. Awesome. Thank you. Good talking to you. Right on, man. Cool, guys. See ya. Right on. (laughs) Yeah, you want to introduce yourself? So, my name is Christian.
2: Uh, I was uh, born and raised in Reykjavik City in in Iceland. Uh, I started fishing probably around three. My uh, grandfather used to take me a lot when I was young, and and uh, then my mother and my my father as well. I started fly fishing probably around eight, and uh, then uh, then already then I was just totally hooked. And uh, I spent a lot of time because I was I was uh, living in the, the city, so I spent a lot of time uh, fishing uh, down by the harbor. Uh, so fishing all kinds of uh, you know uh cod, uh, caught haddock and, and, and these pieces we have here around the coast and uh, and uh, every every occasion i got uh, to get fishing in fresh water I, I i took and and, uh, and so yeah basically this is this is how it all started and uh, when i turned uh around 14 15 years old uh, my father used to take me up to Lake Uh, So he drove me up there on Fridays and he picked me up on Sundays. So I just, I used to camp out there and just fish. Yeah, I I just fished there for a whole weekend and and, uh, it was, it was super cool. It was, it it was super nice. And uh, so this is maybe, yeah, this is basically how, how I started fishing and the, and uh, yeah, and I, I've been I've been fishing like like maniacs ever since. Is so,
3: fishing a popular thing there for non-tourists? Very popular. It's extremely
2: popular. Only in Reykjavik and or in the capital area, we have I think. Uh, let me see. Well, at least five or six fly shops, and, really? and that's a lot for 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 only two hundred thousand people
3: alright so, i'm gonna cross that question off for later are there fly shops there so there we go uh-huh, yeah
2: yeah yeah okay okay yeah so that's so really
3: cool so you can mm-hmm. pretty much you know as a kid you could get stuff get yeah Gear, definitely tackle
2: definitely yeah yeah and uh, you know a lot of a lot of people are fly tying and then the actually fly tying is getting more and more popular uh, and fly fishing in general is getting more and more popular in the country. You know, uh, about uh, a decade ago, it was probably around, or maybe maybe a little more, 15 years ago, it was probably around 50-50 people lure fishing and, and fly fishing. But today, I think it's about, you know, probably 80% of the people are fly fishing. My goodness. So it's, uh, yeah, so fly fishing has become very, very popular sport among uh, the islanders and with uh,
3: coronavirus did a lot of people pick up fishing there as well like they did here in the states
2: yeah yeah of course of course icelanders they don't in general they don't travel much for for fishing they most of them just fish here at home i mean you know we we don't need to go anywhere you know we we, it's all here we have you know very very unique and and good fishing we have um, even uh, all all our fish is, is uh, you know native and wild uh, we're not stocking any rivers I mean we have we have a couple of uh, uh salmon rivers we, we stocked with 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 smalls like a hatchery program but th- th- there are only two or three rivers uh doing that kind of program uh, all the others are, are just uh, natural well, can, and, you, uh,
3: can you tell us about the islands so you know I don't know much about Iceland other than in the 1990s There were a lot of radio commercials to go there for the Hot Springs. Mm -hmm. And then there was Good Johnson, who played for Barcelona. Okay. And then the movie Fire and Ice on Netflix. So if you're not an angler, I don't think most people know. Like, my wife wants to go to Iceland, but she doesn't Mm -hmm. know much about it. She knows I want to go there for fishing. So can you explain, for people that don't know about Iceland, the size, Mm -hmm. the geography, just... What it's like living on a volcanic island country.
2: See how it is. and what you, you use, what square? We use square miles here, right?
3: You can use kilometers. People can
2: convert. Yeah. Okay, I'll answer this question. So, I thought this about the 103 square kil- kilometers uh, population of the country is uh, not big. It's uh, 360,000, if I remember correctly.
3: That's my county uh, the alone. Island is my neighborhood almost <laughs> yeah. has that many people.
2: Really. Oh, must be crowded there. I mean, always. you know, because of this uh, small population and uh, a lot of land, you can always go somewhere and be totally alone. And uh, it, it, it 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 takes me only it takes me only 10 minutes to go out of the city, you know.
3: Got to be kidding me. 10
2: minutes? Wow. Minutes and I'm out of the city in, in just wild uh, unspoiled environment. My god. So what uh, what non anglers uh, seek when they, when they come to iceland is, is, is mostly the nature you know it's a, it's a very volcanic country we have probably around 100 volcanoes and probably most of them active uh, about every 10 years we have volcanic eruption
3: um, and they've learned lava. to put out the spray them with seawater to cool down the the lava uh,
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that was that was in uh, the Vastman I- Islands. That's, yeah, uh, they had had huge eruption there. I think it was nineteen seventy four or six. Anyway, so uh, there was a huge uh, eruption there, and more than half of the the town there went under lava. So so they were cooling down the lava with the uh, with sea, and uh, with that way they managed to stop the lava flow. Flowing uh, over the re- rest of the, the village. So they saved probably half of the village, but half of the village went under and, and they're still under lava. So
3: it's, uh, yeah,
2: they, these, these volcanoes, they're mean, you know, <laughs> they're mean.
3: when was the last time you guys had a big scare from a volcano? Big scare. Yeah. Do you what guys have big- any kind of, <laughs> do your phones go off if there's something rumbling?
2: No, no, no. We, are you know, we're super easy about this. You know, I think no no one has died because of volcanic eruption probably for the last 100 years. Wow. Uh so so you know, we we get we we, we get alert because uh, usually there are uh they uh, have earthquakes around the mountains and they usually know when it's, you know, some hours before it's going off. So so we and it's it's, it's easy to, you know, run away but but uh, most of the uh, volcanoes are located somewhere far away from from uh, the towns and, and and cities so it's uh, it's it's nothing to be worried about
3: how has a volcanic island shaped the geography of, of where you are and how that relates to fishing is that what creates all those waterfalls the earthquakes
2: mm, well yeah and and lava as well you know so so uh, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the volcanoes, they create a lot of the, the landscape in Iceland. And, uh, for, for example, uh, if, if you go to the highlands of Iceland, which is an extremely beautiful part of the island, it's, uh, you can really, really see the, the energy of the volcanoes because you can, you can drive for, for, for miles and miles and only thing you see is just black sand, black deserts. And then you get mountains in between and then all of a sudden you have a spring creek, with the toxic green moss uh, besides the, the the creek. And uh, it's 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 very, very unique. And the landscape up there is, is extremely beautiful. I mean, like the rest of the country, it's very beautiful. But it's it's very unique. I would describe Iceland as uh, a very, very unique and exotic place in the world. So, yeah, th- there's definitely a lot to see for those who, who, who
3: like, you know. Your, your Spring Creek, you know, would that be... Does it have insects like you would in England or here in the states yeah. or South America?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of you know
3: we have a lot of uh, flies up there. It's a lot of midge flies. We have
2: caddis uh, and 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 some other flies as well. So there's there are there are
3: insects. Yeah. So we've got spring creek type fishing. We've got coastal stuff for flounder and cod. Then You got shorelines well, more, for. No, sea no, no, trout? no. We're
2: not. We're, we're not we're not uh, you're misunderstanding oh. i just i was just telling you when i was a kid i used to go to the harbor and you
3: know, right but there is it, fishing opportunities down there so you've got a wide range of of fishing yeah
2: yeah yeah we got a wide range of fishing I and mean, you can actually catch sea trout and sea run char as well in the sea but uh, not everywhere around the coast in in, in certain places but we we, we mostly do fresh fishing uh, fly fishing and uh uh the species we have is, is we have uh, of course the brown trout. We have we have uh, we uh, sea run brown trout. Then we have Arctic char, and we also have uh, sea run Arctic char and the Atlantic salmon. These are the three main species we have in, 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 in freshwater. We also have eels and uh, sticklebacks, small bait fish. So this is all this is the all the 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 freshwater fish we have.
3: What is uh, the fishing season like for you? Are you off right now? That we're getting towards. Yeah, yeah, really,
2: we're we're off. We're off. We start uh, the fishing season starts uh, April first. Then we start with a uh, few sea trout rivers. Not many rivers open uh, in in the beginning, but a uh, few of them uh, with with sheet are opening, and that, that all the sheet rod have been in the river for the whole winter. So, so we're basically fishing what they call, call an, an England Celts, or, or, you know, the skinny guys. But not all of them are skinny because they also feed in the river, different from, from the salmon, which never feeds in the river. And the, actually it can be very, very fun, but it can be very cold. It can be fishing snow, cold weather, ice. You never know it, what to expect when you book uh, a trip so early. Uh, then most of the lakes and uh, trout fishing in general opens up in May. Um, And usually, I think the most fun uh, month uh, to fish trout in general is like end of June, beginning of July. And we have the the main uh, hatch going on. But it is actually different between uh, areas when we have the the hatch,
3: main hatch. And... uh... Hello, you hear me? I can hear you. I'm just listening to you, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. This okay. is your time to talk. I, I get my own time the rest of the day to speak. <laughs> okay, uh, where was I? You were uh, talking about uh, the season towards uh, like May, yeah, June.
2: Yeah, yeah, the, the trout. Yeah, the trout fishing. We are still at the trout
3: fishing. Yeah, uh, and then in
2: uh, in uh, June and uh, through July and 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 uh, into August we have the Atlantic salmon running. And. Uh, the the peak time to to fish for the atlantics are are in uh, late July early August uh, most of the rivers some rivers it's it's a little later uh, but uh, it, it, the, the peak time is usually around around uh, July August okay. then from uh, mid August we get uh, the the sheet trout uh, back uh, into the rivers so most of the sheet trout is running in uh, beginning of September and through September and into October. Um, most of the salmon rivers are closing and end of September, but the, the sea trout rivers are open till October 20th. So the whole fishing season runs from April 1st till October 20th. So that's our
3: seasons. What is your off season besides doing fly fishing shows and, and podcasting with me? Are you tying flies? Uh, are you, you booking
2: clients? Yeah, I mean, most of the work uh, for booking, uh, especially uh, foreign clients, are, is uh, during the winter time. So I I'm I I have my hands full all winter with, with some kind of work you. connected with, uh, with 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 my company.
3: Yeah, let's talk so about your your company. So Fish Partner. Yeah. Tell us all about how it got started tell us the story of uh, your fishing company well
2: uh, I had I, I've, I've been in uh, all kinds of businesses for since I was more or less 20 and uh, I've tried all kinds of stuff and, and, and some some of it was successful and some of it not but uh, uh, the last business I had was uh, kind of a distribution company I was distributing um, Cosmetics into to supermarkets and, and uh, yeah, shops all over Iceland. And it was actually quite successful. I just felt it very boring. I was not in my, you know, where I was supposed to be. So uh, I was just getting very, very tired of it. And uh, uh, along this business, I started Fish Partner because I wanted to do something fun.
1: At Midway USA, we know the AR 15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history.
2: to, to supposed to be you know a small company me guiding and doing something you know something fun then you know it, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and I was taking all my time from the my other company so so i bailed out uh, the other company sold my sold that and i just went full force into my passion which is fly fishing and uh, it's been very successful since then uh, i was the uh, I I was probably the first person to promote trout fishing in Iceland uh, worldwide. Everybody has always known about the salmon fishing in Iceland, but not many people knew about how awesome the trout fishing was in Iceland, which it which it is. You know, I mean, we have world class trout fishing, and uh, that's how it all started. You know, it's just you know I got bored of doing something, so. that do what I love. And now it's
3: my, you know, it's, it's my main main job. It's what I do. It's all I do. That's awesome. Good for you. Mm-hmm. How busy is your season? Is it, and how many people work for you? Uh, tell, you know, run us through. So April 1, what what's, what do you guys got to do to get ready for your season?
2: Uh, we have a lot of stuff. I mean, we have so many beats. We have uh, fully catered lodges. We have self-catering lodges. We have all kinds of stuff uh, going on. So when our season starts, we have to prepare all, of, all our lodges. We have to make sure we have uh, stuff for, for everything. We have to uh, we have to drive around many of our beaches, put down signs, where to fish, where not to fish. Uh, uh, even we, we have to put up uh, toilets somewhere. And, uh, and uh, th- th- there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do to get the season uh, ready. For action uh, during the winter time, uh, there are there are two of us uh, working full time, and uh, during the summertime, it's uh, we have uh, probably now around. Uh, it depends uh, how busy we are. It's usually 15 to 20 guys a day uh, around the country, and then we have some staff in the lodges. So so yeah, we're we're actually growing, and that's uh, we're we're super busy.
3: That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you guys will do trout, char, sea trout, salmon. What are some of the you know, the techniques for fishing for them? Um, how how is you know one species different than another? Do you, do people need to bring different gear for different yeah, species? Yeah.
2: definitely, definitely, definitely. So if we if we just start with the brown trout, it uh, it all depends where you are fishing. In what conditions and so on. So let's say you're fishing in uh, in a lake. Let's take Lake Thingwatla, and you're fishing for the big boys. Uh,
3: most when you say of the big, big boys. What's a big boy?
2: Uh, twenty pounder,
0: twenty
3: five. What? Wow. Okay, that's that's yeah. a big boy.
2: That's a big boy, or, or a big girl, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, most most of the well, we'll, we'll get deeper into the lake uh, later on but uh, let's say we're fishing for, for, for these trout uh, and usually when you're fishing for these trout you're fishing different beats every day. Some beats you need uh, streamers some beets you need uh, nymphs or even dry flies. you need floating line, you need sinking line or intermediate line so you need the, you need the, you need a lot of stuff just to fish this particular lake you know? You can you can you can get well with maybe a seven-weight rod. It it can be used uh, in all of the beats, but in some of the places they're deep. You have to go deep. Then you have to have uh, you know sinking lines. Other, in in, in other beats, uh, you have to use uh, floating lines only, and maybe a tiny nymph size eighteen. So you have to go down in leader, and uh, yeah. So you have to be rigged up uh, with. Uh, with all this, this this gear just for this particular lake, then if, when we go fishing for them in the rivers, it's it can be streamer fishing, dry fly fishing, and nymph fishing. So so you need all these different kinds of, of flies. Usually, floating line will be enough, uh, but it's always good to have maybe you know split shots or something. Just uh, if you if you have some deep pools, you have to get down in. Uh, For the char fishing, we use mostly nymphs and dry flies, mostly nymphs and occasionally dry flies as well. When it comes to salmon, uh, then we use, of course, uh, a lot of different techniques. You can fish them in the surface with floating line, Uh, the classic regular uh, salmon flies in in many different sizes. You can use... uh, uh, riffling hitch tubes, which uh, skates on the rock, on the on the surface. Uh, you can use uh, weighted tubes with the floating line to get a little bit onto the sun surface. And then we use as well intermediate lines and sink tips. Uh, we usually we're usually not using full sink lines, just sink tips for the for 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 the salmon. Uh, for the serum Browns. We use uh, streamers, a lot of streamers and tubes. Most of the time we're using sink tip. They like to stay deep, close to the bottom. We try to fish for them slow and usually just uh, swinging flies. Sometimes we strip it, but usually the most effective uh, is is to swing it very slow. And we also use uh, nymphs, upstream fishing with nymphs for the sea trout. so these are our, uh, our basic techniques.
3: What makes the fish so big in that lake? Is it a long, slow life for them in that deep, cold water?
2: Well, it's, 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 it's probably something in their genes. Historically, they are originally sea trout. And uh, we call them the ice age trout because they got uh, landlocked there uh, during last ice age. So I I think uh, these trout are the source of all trout in the world. So this is uh, as, yeah, I think this is as close as you can get from the the original trout in the world. Uh, Most of them, they uh, spawn every second year. They don't spawn every year, so they're not spending any energy in their love life every year. Oh, that's fascinating. Their main food uh, is uh, Arctic char and we have a lot of arctic char in the lake, a lot. We have uh, four different species of char in the lake. We have, uh, uh, the smallest ones are dwarf chars. They're very, very small and they're they black colored. They're like up to maybe, I don't know, five inches maximum. And then we have uh, another uh, another species called the Murta.
3: They grow up to that? maybe-
2: Myrta. <laughs> M-U-R-T-A. Myrta. Murta. You would probably pronounce it Myrta.
3: Myrta. You Yankees Myr- with your Myrta language.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, Myrta is, is, is their main food source. They eat a lot of it. I mean, they, they, the Myrta, they, they, they travel together in, 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 in very, very big groups. There are tons and tons of this bait fish in, in, in the lake and, and, and they grow up to maybe half a pound maximum. Then we have uh, another species called the uh, or a snail eater. They grow up to maybe five, six pounds maximum. Um, I mean, they've, they've been caught bigger but usually you don't see them bigger than six pounds. These guys are, are bottom feeders and are, are eating, like I said, snails. And then uh, we have the predator, uh, we call sila uh, oh, and they they are the fish eaters. So they are the uh, are in the top of the food chain of, the, of of the char family. So so there there's plenty of food for the for the trout in the lake, and uh, and uh, yeah, and they just grow big and they get. I I, I think the oldest uh, trout they know of in the, in the in the lake was 19 years old, so they they grow up to uh, 20 years old for sure. And the biggest uh, fish we have heard of uh, from the lake uh, is, or was, about 36 pounds. And we, wow. we know
3: about at least at least two of them. My goodness! Now, are yeah. you doing this from land or boat?
2: Land, all from land. So no boat
3: fishing land. at all. No boat fishing. That's got to be fishing. convenient. So you need a
2: lot of backing when you fish for these guys. You know, 200 yards at least. Because when, when, when you hook a big one mm-hmm. and they start running, there's nothing you can do.
3: You just have to let them run. What's your setup? What what reel are you going to fish for one of those?
2: I, I use uh, mostly, I'm using a seven weight. And uh, I use a lot of my... Uh, uh, Douglas Sky, uh, that's the, 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 the rod I use mostly there, Douglas Sky 7-weight, and uh, mostly I use floating line, but uh, in, in some of the places I'm using uh, slow sinking or intermediate just to get it a little bit under the surface, and usually I have a weighted uh, streamer, you know, like a cone hat or, or, or something, with a tombstone, and uh, just to get it a little bit under the surface, because sometimes we have big waves and, and you, you know, you want to get it a little bit down. Uh, when the water is calm, I, I, I often use floating line and we, then we just fish them in the surface because often you see them in the surface, which is super wow. super exciting. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, I, I think I would say the average size of the fish you're catching there, uh, what in, in, in the springtime when the, the, the prime time is going on would be a like eight pounds or something like that. In average,
3: so you mentioned. Some, I mean, you can see them and their waves. Would there be, so uh, this is pretty open landscape. So I imagine there's there's quite a bit of wind that can get going during the day.
2: Yeah. We have a saying in Iceland, if you don't like the weather, just wait another 15 minutes. So uh, it's very unstable. And uh, especially, you know, the, the, the peak season to fish for these big uh, guys is, is uh, late April through May and, 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 and into mid-June. So especially in May and April, you know, you never know what you're going to get. You know, you can have, you can have snow, you can have frost. You, it, it can be, the weather can be brutal, but it, it can also be perfect. So you never know what you're going to get.
3: Do you send out a and, packing list to your, to the fish partner clients on how to address yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah, the,
2: of course, we, we have a pre-trip information about uh, everything, what to expect, what to bring, and, yeah, what uh, what are and some so, of
3: the things on your list? What's a, a, a smart well, packing list you developed over the years? Well, uh, you know
2: when it comes to clothes, just bring enough enough underlayers uh, and and uh, gloves, warm hat. You know, wool sweater <laughs> would be good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and even even some people they they uh, they they bring neo, neo friend wearers uh, in the springtime especially if they the stand in the lake for a long time but but uh, but usually it's you know it's just the the, the main thing is to, to bring enough warm clothes what's That's a
3: beautiful uh, day considered what's like a, a, beautiful- a perfect warm day for you in, in may any time of the year like in the summer what what is a what's the summer like
2: uh, it's, it's, uh, Fahrenheit, I think it's about, what, 50, 60, something like that. It's like Very San normal. Francisco. Yeah, probably.
3: So no shorts and t-shirt fishing?
2: Mm, occasionally, yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. I mean, it can get up to, you know, 80 degrees or something, but, but you know, like 20, 20 degrees Celsius.
3: I imagine but also... People can buy a pretty nice wool sweater when they're there, if they don't have one. Yeah,
2: exac- exactly. You know, there's a big tradition for the Icelandic wool sweater, which is uh, which uh, we have a, we have a lot of ladies knitting these these sweaters over the winter time and selling it to the tourists in the summertime. time, and and it's all made of you know pure Icelandic wool and, and, and with very nice patterns. We even you can even buy with you know fish pattern, and and, and, and so it's 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 very nice to have.
3: That would be the thing I want to bring back with me if when I get there. Exactly, cool sweater with yeah. fish pattern on it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean they're they're
3: very nice. They're
2: very nice and very warm. What but the, in the in the midsummer, you know, you usually don't use a need a wool sweater. You know, it's 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 warm enough. You know, you're you're hiking, you're walking, you're fishing. So you it usually keeps you keeps you warm, especially when you're catching a lot of fish. You know, then. <laughs> Then, then it keeps you warm. Are
3: there other outdoor activities that people visit besides the hot springs um, that support yeah. the economy?
2: Yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, we have we have a lot of activities, you know. We have the, r- the river rafting. We have uh, all kinds of, you know, the, the, the hiking, kayaking, uh, take a bath in geothermal hot springs. Uh, mountain biking, helicopter skiing, whatever you know it's uh, we have we have a lot of things exciting things to do here. Whale watching I, I can keep, keep on you know I can keep on and on because it's uh, the variation of uh, activities here is, 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 is huge.
3: I think this is why I never come across people from Iceland other than the fishing shows is there's no reason to leave like you said.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when we when we travel abroad, usually we travel to you know a beach somewhere, you know, to Spain or or, or, or somewhere and uh, somewhere where we can lay on the beach and you know, in bikini and shorts because uh, we don't have that in
3: Iceland. Are you wearing the bikini? <laughs> All the time. Nice. The it's, time. Is it made from wool? It's made from wool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so again, with the landscape, I don't see a whole lot of trees there. Is that the correct assumption that there's not a whole lot of trees along the rivers? It's it's the naked country. So I'm from this
2: naked camp country.
3: Two questions: one, where do people go to the bathroom if there's a crowd in your group? And then two, you don't worry about hooking trees on backcasts then. <laughs> Well, if,
2: if you need to go to the bathroom, he uh, will just find a rock or a cliff or, or a hill or something. We have enough of that. And, and uh, yeah, usually, you know, for for the back cast, the trees are not the problem. But the, sometimes the river has, uh, rivers are in canyons. So uh, oh, wow. that's sometimes the, the problems or, or, or a high hill or something behind you. But the trees are definitely not the problem.
3: If you're fishing in canyons, what kind of wading boot do you wear? Do you have to climb down there? No, no. Well, some of them. I mean, we have many rivers, and many canyons. And, and
2: I mean, some some of the rivers you have to climb down to. And uh, some of them are just, you know, kind of a hill. And you just, you know, go down, down the hill and then you, you know, walk up and uh, down the canyons. Not not so, so difficult. But uh, we have some extreme canyons as well. And uh, I have actually rafted uh, down a canyon with a group of Americans. Uh, and we were the first people to go there and we fished there that was super 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 exciting and you wanted to uh, fish
3: were you you looking for places you're like oh i bet there's a salmon there
2: no yeah
3: i mean it's trout it's
2: part of my river kaltaquist the upper part of the the river and uh, i went with the the guys from intent media Uh, they are they're always doing films for the IF4 uh, Film Festival. Okay. So we went there to shoot, and and, uh, and uh, it just ended up some of the biggest adventure we've, we've done, you know, because we rafted down these huge canyons that are totally un- un- accessible And uh, we were the first to go there ever. No one has ever been there. So it's wow, super So cool. Yeah. Um, we caught some trout and and, and, and just the environment was it's unbelievable. I, I just couldn't get the smile off my face the whole day. I was just laughing and smiling and just, it
3: was, it was so much fun. That's fantastic. What about yeah. the fish? Do they ever get caught twice? Do these fish, yeah. so they they do yeah. know kind of what's going on. There's anglers there. Are, well, are they are they educated? No one no. knows
2: no if they, they know, but but uh, I think some of them know. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, some, we we are catching the same fish uh, more, of, more often than once. Actually, in my river Tung now in in, in the highlands, there was there was one uh, there was one uh, trout uh, that we named. He, 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 his, his name was he, he Unfortunately, he died last year. We found him dead uh, oh, no. in the springtime. Properly of age, but it was a lot, it was about the 30, 32 inch fish or something, oh, wow. and we had caught him at least five times during the, the last uh, four years, so he was caught more than uh, once every year.
3: Did you ever have the same angler catch the fish twice?
2: No, 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 no. He was caught maybe once, once, once a year. You know? Okay. You know, he was, he was, he was not stupid enough to eat (laughs) again.
3: Now let's talk about the, the land rights and the ownership and and the beat system. Can you explain how that all works and how do you gain access to private property and lands that otherwise non-anglers might not be able to use?
2: Yeah. So all the all the fishing rights uh, belongs to someone in Iceland. We have no public water. It, it just simply doesn't exist in our our uh, our books. So that means that uh, if you buy a land uh, with a river, you own the the river and the fishing rights in the, in in the river. So 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 um, usually. Let's say let's say it's 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 a long river with many landowners. Usually, the landowners they come together and they make association around the river, and then they just lease out the whole river in one package, and it's usually offered out. and uh, And uh, so that's how it works with many of the rivers. What what I do basically, I just I I just, uh, rent uh, rivers and lakes from landown owners or associations like this. And uh, and even some of the rivers and lakes I, I have in my hands is, is owned by the government on a public land. But the farmers on the lowland, they own the fishing rights. So I rent the fishing rights from them. So that's, that's basically how it works in Iceland. There, there's, you, you, you always have to go through an outfitter or someone like me to get the fishing license. In your
3: hands what happens if someone gets caught on private property there is it pretty severe fines
2: yeah yeah usually it is you know usually uh, it's a police matter you know they will call the police uh, the police will come you will take all the gear of him and then he will get the penalty
3: i imagine these are pretty pristine locations that there's no coke bottles and and candy bar wrappers no, anywhere. no, no.
2: No 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 and and, and and if we see one we pick it up. Yeah. So yeah yeah. I, I even I, I even tell to my guides, you know, if 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 you're driving along our, our beach and rivers, if you see some trash, any kind of trash, stop the car, go out and pick it up.
3: Do and, you have uh, we... Do you have deposits with bottles and plastic and cans there? Yes. Yes. Yeah, see so we need that here in, here in the D C area. No. So really? the my shorelines are just completely covered in, pla- every oh, kind nice. of plastic, can, bottle. Uh, you know, people just don't respect the environment <laughs> here, and it's disgusting. Man. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean I have to tell people sometimes this this is urban fishing. What I do, you are going to see. You know, two feet of plastic along, you know, piled deep where the high tide was yesterday from a storm. That's mm-hmm. just. The way of life here and you can go around and pick it all up and put it in garbage bags and it just comes back the next storm it's really it's pretty yeah. awful and yeah, these are sad. national parks too around washington dc yes
2: yeah, it's, really. it's sad
3: that people just don't care
2: yeah it's very sad it's very sad but i think the way of people thinking is is changing and it's changing fast and, and uh, i really really hope and then uh, and, uh, you know the next 50 years or so, this will be, you know, won't be a problem anymore. I really
3: hope so. Right. Like when we go fishing in New York, there's a deposit program. So you'll see people going around collecting all the cans and bottles. There's no cans and bottles on the ground anywhere up there. You know, if you Mm -hmm. had it around here, you'd have, you know, homeless people or people that just want to make some money, go around and fill up a shopping cart along the shore. You could make a lot of money quickly. Yeah. And yeah, I think it definitely. wouldn't be I mean, this, this. I mean, this is, you know, you will
2: be helping the uh, helping homeless people. Like, you know, a lot of people, you know, earning some money to, to buy food or whatever. So it's a...
3: Uh, it's an incentive. It's,
2: yeah.
3: What's the day like? You, you finish fishing. What, what happens? You guys go and grab some uh, Einstock beers? What, what's the, the post-fishing like? The Opry fish?
2: What what do you mean the offer
3: fish? Like uh, when you're you know, after skiing everyone goes to the fire and drinks. What what are you uh-huh. guys doing after a day of fishing?
2: Well, it depends where you're fishing. If you are fishing uh like in uh, you know, full fully service uh, fishery with a lodge and everything, then usually we wake up in the morning, we get breakfast, we have box we go out fish with a with a guide for uh, the whole day and then we come back. We eat dinner is usually at around eight o'clock. And and then we just chill in the lodge, drink whiskey, beer, and you know, tell stories and and lie to each other. (laughs) If uh, then we have these self-catering lodges, they are more you know, then you are more free. Uh,
1: Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced sink control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
2: Usually, then usually it's a similar system. You just wake up, prepare breakfast for you, go fishing. Then you come back and, and do whatever you like to do in the loss like drinking and telling stories and so on. But if you're fishing like uh, remote places and you're camping or you're staying in some Highland shack or something, uh, you you can actually just fish fish your brains out, you know, because we have twenty four hour daylight. I usually go out just I just go out fish when I want to, and I don't look at the clock or anything. I just fish until I'm tired. I sleep, I wake up, go fish. I don't even look at the clock and I don't care. Turn the phone off and be completely by yourself in the nature. And uh, the beauty about it, it's, it's very hard to say what time it is. It could be morning, middle of the night or day because uh, we have
3: this you know 24 hour daylight. So it's, uh, it's super cool. What about, so you have the 24 hour daylight, is that normal? So no, 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 no! D- okay. It's it's only during the summertime. Oh, you wouldn't wanna be here now, man! It's it's de- depressing.
2: We have only like three hours or four hours of daylight a day. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, terrible. So it's uh, uh, we have the summer solstice in uh, in uh, I think around twentieth of June or something like that. Then mm-hmm. we have the summer solstice, and then we have a uh, twenty-four hour day all the time, and it, it the daylight starts in like. Uh, early June, and, and and goes through July. Then we start to have a little bit of, of darkness
3: again. What is the night sky like this time of year? you see a uh, lot of stars? Well, uh, this time of year? Yeah. Well, if it's not cloudy, we see stars. Uh, we see northern lights. Oh, come on, uh, man. Uh, what, tell me about that. That's, I've never gotten to see that.
2: Well, they're pretty common, you know? It's um, They're kind of... Uh, green color and then they kind of crawl in the sky and they change color into purple red blue it's uh they're very beautiful very beautiful
3: and that's just a normal thing to see like you can just step out and look up
2: yeah 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 it's just wow Very, yeah we have a lot of people here traveling to iceland there during the winter time to see the northern light but I but can... they of course are unpredictable like like fishing you know you might travel to Iceland to come for a week and it's it's cloudy and and uh, you won't see anything so it's uh, it's you never know
3: now what about nightlife in Reykjavik if people have you know a night before they have to go home before their flight or when they get there do people go out and enjoy Reykjavik at yeah. night yeah, a, a lot of people, a, a lot of people that
2: comes to Iceland, especially Americans, because uh, you know there's uh, usually the, the the flights here are, in, uh, you pro- usually arrive very early in the morning, and uh, and you usually have uh, departure in the afternoon. So very often people come and stay the first uh, night in Reykjavik to get over the the jet lag, and uh, then they stay the last uh, night as well. Very often in Reykjavik. And then they usually go out and have a dinner and party. And the, the nightlife in Iceland is, is it's 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 quite fun. It's quite fun.
3: What about the cuisine? What is what's traditional Icelandic food? We can get into the harkarl anytime you want. I'll, I'll plug <laughs> I'll my nose when we talk about it. <laughs> but what's what's the cuisine like? My my neighbor went. And he said there's a lot of hot dogs at gas stations. But if you're going out to eat, what what kind of food would you expect?
2: Uh, well, we have a very, very good cuisine in, in Iceland. It's, uh, we eat a lot of fish. I mean, we have all these fish in the sea, very, very fresh and, and good fish. We eat a lot of cod, we eat a lot of uh, haddock, halibut, uh, lobster. This is something you can uh, expect on the, the seafood uh, restaurants. And then uh, we eat a lot of lamb. Uh, all our lambs are, you know, they're almost wild, you know. They, they're born in the springtime and then uh, we put them in the mountains and uh, in the highlands of Iceland and they just roam free in the highlands for the whole summer before they go into the slaughterhouse in the in the, in the fall so they're just eat, eating herbs and berries and and, and and stuff to, to to spice themselves up for before they end up in our our plate so they're they're super delicious
3: and healthy not like our feedlot meat here in the states
2: Exactly. I mean, your meat in the state is Disgusting. really
3: delicious. It's delicious, I think. <laughs> it's it's tasty, <laughs> but, but it's just not. It's
2: tasty, uh, but I it's think fat. it's yeah,
3: it's, it's, it's not very healthy. Yeah, you shouldn't have like a, a six pound chicken that's three months old. That's just bizarre. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not direct. a fan of industrialized food. So talk about the hakarl mm-hmm. It's green shark. It's Greenland shark. Greenland shark. It's Greenland shark. So we,
2: we have a lot of these sharks here in the around the, the the island. They live in deep water. Uh, they I think they are some of the oldest oldest. Uh, they become some of the oldest oldest animal on the planet. You know they can grow up to I think 500 years or something. So uh, yeah, uh, we we catch them and uh, we f- ferment them. There's a lot of uh, uh, what do you call it in English quick quicksilver, uh, you know the the mercury? material that you have, in- mercury. Mer- oh, because yeah. it's so of- old,
3: biomagnification.
2: Yeah so-, yeah. so that's why we, we ferment them to get rid of the mercury, and how uh, did they figure and- that out? <laughs> I have no idea, but it tastes really good, man. Oh
3: my god, dude! No, I can. I always thought the worst smell in the world was being close to a dead dolphin on the beach. <laughs> i can still remember that night at the bar oh really just the ammonia just bur- and, and you hadn't even unpackaged it yet and there were bystanders at the bar for a horticultural convention that were just turning around they couldn't believe what was going on <laughs> it was a crazy night it yeah. was crazy it was great fun man how did you all find ken ken yeah did he find uh... you
2: he found us he usually finds people
3: yeah he's gonna come up we're gonna do it in person. he lives like an hour away now okay yeah he just moved up to the Virginia yeah not far from me okay
2: cool cool yeah uh, we're still talking about the food uh, yeah. uh, we also have a tradition that the day before cr- Christmas we eat the rays so it's it's uh, it's a uh, what's it called it's a ray. Skate. Skate, skate skates? Yeah, yeah. So it's a skate. So we have a tradition of eating the skates uh, the day before Christmas. And they are also fer- fermented. Oh, uh, man, they come are on. usually fermented for, for one to three months. And I prefer the three months old because they are very strong. Uh, we boil them. And when you get them on the plate, on your plate, we cover them with, uh, with melted uh, fat. And uh, we mash it together with potatoes. And you... Usually cry, you know, there are tears leaking out of your eyes. It's so strong. It's it's super delicious. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you would love it, man.
3: Now, do you wash that down with uh, aquavit? Brennivin. Yes, with Brennivin. aquavit. aquavit. Exactly. What about opal?
2: Opal? Oh, ah, Op- the, the licorice.
3: Oh, we have a bottle <laughs> of that. That is it's like green NyQuil mixed with black licorice and kosher salt
2: mm-hmm opal is originally a candy a licorice candy you can buy it in every shop here every gas, gas station so uh, the 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 base uh, of this uh, of this licorice is, is is from this candy this small licorice candy called opal
3: so much of, of- your cuisine and beverage just reminds me of Scandinavia. The Aquavit, the, like, the surströmming and lutefisk, mm-hmm. and the salty caramel candies, or salty licorice candies.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: we like bizarre stuff here. <laughs> yeah. Now, is the fermentation just because of the climate and how, other than getting the mercury out, is that just how people preserve food there, other than, Salting the yeah. cod.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's just you know it's just the old the way of you know storing the the food, you know it's either with salt or or fermenting
3: stuff. So it's it's just an old way to to storage the food. Fascinating. All right, let's talk about some more fish partner. Mm-hmm. So, what sets you guys apart from say just another outfitter or guide company there? What makes you the one to book?
2: <laughs> we're we're the outfit number one in Iceland, as you know, as everybody knows. <laughs> well, we're different. We're a little different from others. We we, we go uh, in other di- directions. Uh, our service perspective uh, is 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 very high. Uh, we really want uh, our clients to have the greatest experience they can find. Uh, when they go fishing, and uh, and uh, uh, we we are most of the outfitters here are just working in the salmon, but we are mostly focusing on the trout, and uh, that's probably why we've been so successful because no one has been paying attention to the trout because uh, I think Icelanders they just didn't realize what they what they had in the backyard, so we have we have succeeded to to catch some of the best trout fishing you can find in iceland and uh, some of the best trout fishing in the world in my opinion and, and many others so uh, so we we, we uh, put the, the trout fishing up on another stunt that than it, it used to be so we are offering you know fully guided with the fully catered uh, accommodation and uh, we're just uh, took it up onto another level and uh, also because i am such a passionate fisherman big part of my uh, uh, role in the company is is just fishing and searching for some new fisheries so during the summertime a lot of my time i'm just you know driving around uh, meeting farmers they're telling me about some river or some lake or up on the mountain you know and i'm just going there and hiking there and and and, and scouting and and, and uh, it's, it's super fun so I have found a lot of really, really unbelievable good fishing spots, which no one else has been fishing. Uh, in general, so so a lot of the, the the fishing we are offering is is you know kind of untouched and, uh, and uh, yeah. So that's maybe what makes us different from the others.
3: Do you take the family and the kids up there when you're going exploring, or is that is that Christian time? Uh,
2: well, it's more like a Christmas
3: time. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, well, I think my girlfriend a lot with me when, when she's, she's into it, but she, she doesn't like to spend too long time. Uh, my daughters, I've been trying to get them into fishing since they were kids, but not yet, not yet. So hopefully one day.
3: How do your clientele find you other than doing the fly fishing show? And do you do other shows besides the seven-ish ones here in the states
2: yeah yeah i mean we've done uh, we've done uh, the sport fishing show as well we've done some travel shows Uh, we've done uh, uh, in england Uh, we do the iwf show in germany we go to sweden uh, as well Uh, we do a lot of marketing online um, and then every year we have we get a lot of uh, journalists uh, fishing here and, and writing articles in magazines uh, and online magazines. We get filmmakers every year, uh, and and then it's 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 also just you know uh, we are very very high rated on, on TripAdvisor. I think we have five stars. Uh, so uh, and uh, and the strongest. Uh, the strongest thing is the you know good word of mouth you know people talk together and recommend us and, and, and so that's probably the the strongest uh, part of our marketing is just you know happy clients
3: do you ever get dare i say celebrities celebrities yeah, See, yeah famous yeah, yeah. people anybody that was famous that you didn't know at the time mm,
2: mm, none yes yes one of one yeah yeah but I'm afraid I can't tell you who it is.
3: Oh, of course not. No. <laughs> yeah. you know, One of my yeah. earliest clients is all over the news right now. You can't turn on a, really? a news station without seeing him right now. And I was telling my wife last night, she's like, you never mentioned that was one of your clients. So I'm like, oh, long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Like back when I was just starting off. Yeah. It's, it's that's one of the things about doing what I do here is you see a lot of you know, political people on TV and they look completely different than they do when they're on the boat. You would not recognize some of the the people I I take out because they're in their fishing gear. And then you see them on the news at night and they're all done up. I had one client, he was saying he was into politics and stuff. And then the next night he's in a three piece suit with his hair done on, it would have been those guys. He he was on some very famous news show would not have recognized really? him yeah <laughs> okay
2: I can tell you a story and a friend of mine was fish salmon fishing in a uh, river called the, the big Luxo up in the road and he was fishing and then then he sees somebody come and fish start fishing a little bit below him and that was his beat so there's a, this beat rotation in this river and he got furious so he ran down there and, and asked him hey what are you doing here man it's, it's my beat. No, it's supposed to be my beat for the next two hours, and then the guy turned around, and <laughs> and then my friend said, "Oh, it's you, Royal Highness." So oh. it was Prince Charles.
3: It was poaching oh, yeah. on his feet. That was the most recent episode. Or uh, there's the this season of The Crown, Prince Charles fishes yeah, yeah. in Iceland, I, 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 and it's
2: horrible. What's them all.
3: It's, it's like, so I've only seen the first episode, but why he's using a two handed rod on that little stream?
2: Mm-hmm. And, and this stream is supposed to be Serlau in, in, it, it's, it's uh, in Iceland. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not Serlau in Iceland. It's
3: not even in Iceland. Yeah, that was, that was a funny bit. Yeah, that was a funny bit, yeah. Okay, let's see. What else? What, anything I, I didn't ask you about that we want to cover? What is the best way to book a trip? The best way to book a
2: trip is to send us an email. You can send email on uh, info at fishpartner.com. So we take all the bookings through through emails. Uh, it's, uh, it's 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 uh, or even if you have any questions about anything and in, 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 about fishing or traveling or, or whatever in Iceland, they just people are, are free to send us an email and, and ask. We're, we're always happy to, to help out.
3: Are there things that are hard to buy or get in Iceland that you may want clients to bring you? Example, are friends that. We're here for the Swedish air force. When they moved back to Sweden, they took Ziploc bags, Heinz ketchup, and brooms. Uh-huh. Uh, we, the, have, the... We, we, we have it all here. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think, no, no, we, we have everything
3: here. Should we start talking the random questions now? If you only had one soup to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Fish soup. Fish soup. So I would be, I don't eat fish and I'm allergic to lobster. I guess I would be oh, eating really? lamb the whole time okay. I'm there. hmm Yeah. Have you ever found, a, like, a Viking artifact or something really old while you're out fishing or gallivanting? No, nothing. Are there any old historic structures you guys come across? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we have some ruins and, 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 and structures from
2: the Viking times here and there, but uh, not a lot. Not all.
3: Okay. Uh, who's got the best sandwich in Iceland? who's got the best sandwich,
2: Yeah. Uh, the Highland Fishing Lodge.
3: Okay. Did you have to be staying at the lodge <laughs> to eat there? Yeah. <laughs> all right. There's a loophole for us all. What are yeah. you hoping Santa brings you this year?
2: Uh, vaccine.
3: Yes. That would be yeah. nice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I hope Santa brings it all over the world.
3: Yeah. You know, you guys didn't fare too well in the book, World War Z. So hopefully, you know, the vaccine will be there and you guys will uh, Yeah,
2: uh, we, th- we didn't talk about the, the, how
3: COVID affected the, my business. Yeah, let's talk about that. People just couldn't travel there. So were you taking mostly Icelandic people or did you have to kind of shutter the doors for the season?
2: Well, it, it didn't look very good in the beginning. So, uh, you know, we start early and, you know, everything was shut down. So, so we had cancellations. Uh, from all our our foreign, uh, from all of our our foreign clients, and uh, we we just had to sell everything as fast as possible on the Icelandic market, and, and mostly it was just selling the license without the, any services or anything, and it was just you know to be able to cover all the costs, and uh, so it was it was super tough year, super tough, but we managed to stand on our feet and, uh, and uh, I think we, we're just gonna come stronger out of this situation. we've learned a lot and uh, and uh, yeah it's it, it was super tough but uh, they, they they opened up for Europeans so there was a small window we we got some uh, European clients and then uh, in August they they uh, changed the regulations on uh, in in Iceland so every, every person had to go for 5 day quarantine to if they were going to come to Iceland. So so again I was having trouble. <laughs> so I had to cancel a lot of the trips and, and, and resell again some of the some of the the bookings. But I managed to uh, uh, I got permission from the from the Icelandic healthcare that uh, my clients can do the quarantine uh, do the quarantine in self-catering lodges. Wow. Without meeting me or without going to grocery shop or anything, so I I got a few groups from Europe uh, fishing in quarantine. So I was it. I ended up driving between uh, lodges and uh, grocery stores, filling up baskets with food and uh, filling up freezers in <laughs> in self catering lodges here and there. It was, uh, it was a lot of work, but it was worth it. And, uh, all the clients that did this, they were super, super happy to get out of the lockdown in Europe and, and get out to fish. So we managed to serve those who were brave enough to come.
3: Do people have to fish in masks when they're there? Or is it just open no, enough? No,
2: no, no. They, 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 you know, they could just get their rental car, drive directly to the, to the lodge, and uh, do the quarantine. And then five days later, they had to do a second test, and uh, so yeah, it was it was all super complicated, super complicated. But a- they couldn't go to a shop, they couldn't meet anybody, they couldn't have a guide. They had to do everything on the, on their own. So I was a lot on the phone trying to guide them, give them advice, and uh, yeah. And some occasions they ran out of of something, so I had to go to the shop and and. <laughs> Bring them <laughs> shopping bags. Leave it on the porch.
3: It's uh, good customer service. Customer service, yeah. yeah, man. So you just mentioned doing it alone. How easy is it to catch fish if you're not hiring a guide? My neighbor Max only caught one fish, and that was in the hotel pond because he well, just hire guides that had beat access.
2: Yeah, it's 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 different. Uh, you know, it depends where you're going. If you go to a place where it's only one pot you know full of fish you know and you're you know you're a good angler you shouldn't be you shouldn't have uh, trouble catching a fish but you know when you're going to a river and you know which where, where the fish is only staying in certain places and certain pools you know you need to have a guide you really need to have a guide unless you you've, you've been there many times before and and then and, and you know the river but uh, and also there's a lot of uh a lot of the rivers you go to you have to drive you know really bad roads or dirt tracks you need a, a big vehicle which you maybe can't rent so uh, so and and some occasions uh, you really need the guide and uh, but there's also a lot of uh, fishers here where you don't need a guide and you can do it on your own we we also sell that kind of packages with the uh, uh, you get all the instructions, where to go, what to do, how to do it, and then you just on your own and, and um, yeah, self-guided. And also a lot of people, they, they go on these so-called self-guided trips and buy a, hire a guide for maybe one or two days, and then they're just off on their own. So, it's, uh, it's uh, there's a lot of possibilities
3: we offer. Is there a definitive book or author about fishing in Iceland? Yeah, here you yeah, know. Okay. Yeah, Is is there a, a a well-known author or book that is the definitive guide to Iceland? When I flew to Australia, everybody was reading the Bill Bryson book about Australia. Is there a book that everyone reads before they go there? Or is that something you're gonna have to write? Uh
2: it's a good question. There's definitely some books and probably a few of them. Uh I haven't read any of them because I know everything here and I don't need to read it. <laughs> but it's actually a good question, and um, I, I have to I, I have to look it up because uh, this is a very important uh, question, and I would probably get this question again. Then I have to be able to answer it. So I'm going to look into it. And but for sure, 100%, there are a lot of books called Guide to Iceland with uh, all kinds of uh, activities, where to go, what to see, and so on. So. Okay. For sure, there is. Awesome.
3: All right. Back to the nonsensical questions. Which Harry Potter house do you belong? Uh, I don't watch Harry Potter, so I can't answer stupid question. <laughs> Man, I don't get. I don't get non-Harry Potter. It's like my wife; she won't even watch I'm the not movies. A dork, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you prefer sunrises or sunsets? I love them both. The next question we notice. already answered. You said Spain. Where do people in Iceland vacation? When you have your toilet paper on on the rack, is it over or under the roll?
2: I don't pay any attention to it. Uh, any attention to it? I don't give. I don't give a beep. You know? Really?
3: Okay. Yeah. So if the girlfriend puts the toilet paper on wrong, you're you're cool. I don't notice. My gosh. Maybe you're just so chill because you live in the fishing capital of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's finish off with a story that you had to have been there to believe. It could be an Icelandic story. It could be from the fly fishing show in Somerset. What's something that you experienced that only people there got to see and nobody else would believe that it actually happened? Oof,
2: that's a tricky one.
3: Like, What's your great fishing story you tell around the fire pit?
2: Oh, I have so many, man. <laughs> I have so many. I don't know where to begin.
3: You want to tell what, a funny story about Ken? It? So you want to tell a funny Sorry? story about Ken? Just think of a story and let us know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll think of a story right now. I, nothing can, nothing comes up to my mind. So,
3: all right. Tell us about your favorite fish from last year.
2: Oh, I'll tell you about my favorite fish from last year. Oh my God. I should send you a picture of it. It was really nice fish. So I was fishing in, uh, in my sea trout river, Tungavlu. And uh, it's, it had been raining a lot, pouring rain and, and, and a big school of fish just showed up into the river. And we were, we were just killing it. We were catching a lot of fish, a lot of eight to 12, 14 pound fish just fish after a fish after a fish. And then all of a sudden, I saw one huge fish head and tail, a little bit above me. So I had a streamer. I casted the streamer a little bit upstream above me and bam, he, just, he came just up head and tail and just grabbed the fly. And uh, there started a really, really hard fight. It was very heavy. He pulled me out and in. It was really, really tough. And heavy fish. I I could feel it right away. There was this was you know just another level of fish, and uh, so I co- called the, my fishing buddy. God, bring the net, bring the net, man, bring the net. He comes running to me, and we follow fish down the river. And then uh, in in this area, it's 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 uh, the river runs closer and closer and closer to a hill and it's very deep and you can't, you can't, you can't walk there, you know, it's just, it was very difficult and the fish was running down and, and uh, so finally I I, I screamed to my, 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 my pal, just, you know, in the net, net the fish, man, and he, he finally netted the fish and uh, it ended up being the, the biggest seetor I've ever caught in my life. Uh, I didn't have a scale on me uh, but we we think it was about 24 pounds and,
3: that's big uh, that's bigger I'll, than anything I've caught
2: a, I'll send I'll send you a picture of this fish it was amazing amazing yes. fish
3: We'll use that as the cover shot for the yeah. image for this episode
2: and, and when I say 24 pounds, you, you will see in the picture it's it's not it's minimum 24 pounds.
3: that's <laughs> it's a huge animal that's three gallons of water uh, yeah my gosh all right christian anything i forgot to ask you before we no. do one of these in person when i get to iceland oh i hope you get over here soon <laughs>
2: as soon as i just want to see you know my, my 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 foreign fishing buddies here in iceland as soon as possible you know I'm, I'm so tired of this endless negative news about COVID and not being able to travel or do anything it's just yeah you know
3: it's dragging on man yeah
2: it's, it's been dragging. a long seven months it's been a long too long yeah
3: all right where can we find fish partner online
2: uh, I have a website fishpartner.com, so all the basic information you need about us and our fisheries is online. Uh, there we also have some other fisheries which are not online, so we actually offer more than we have online. So uh, just if 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 you if, if you have any questions or anything, just just shoot us an email on info info@fishpartner.com and and we'll be happy to answer any kinds of questions. No matter how stupid they are, we answer anything. All right.
3: Stupid question. Is Yaya Ding Dong a real song? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's the most popular in Iceland. Really? Yeah. We even have a bar in Húsavík called Yaya Ding Dong. How about
3: that? Yeah. I learned so much today. (laughs) All right, Christian. Well, thank you. After some technical difficulties, we got this done.
1: And hopefully I can
3: get inoculated and fly over sometime next year. I
2: hope so. I really
3: hope so. All right. Well, enjoy your your dark day today.
2: Yeah. Thanks, man.
3: All right, man. Cheers. Okay.
2: Cheers. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com.
1: is brought to you by Freestone Productions at freestoneproductions.com. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.